sisters, come together now, come together now. It's time to help each other out, help each other out. Welcome to the Soar Podcast. This is a platform for sisters to gather and have some empowering conversations. And in the process of these conversations, we help each other overcome some limiting beliefs. I want you to join the conversation. I appreciate your likes, subscribes, and comments. This podcast is sponsored by Stephanie Brown Coaching. If you have any limiting beliefs that are holding you back, feel free to contact the coach at sociatap.com forward slash Steph Brown, MD. Welcome to SOAR, Dr. Whitaker, Marcia. Thank you so much, Dr. Stephanie Brown. It is an awesome event to be able just to share with you and to just to chat with you for a few. Yes, I am so happy that this podcast interview is bringing us together. We met, you know, working together and you work just kind of periodically. So I have not seen you in a while. So it's great to be able to see you. Thank you. Good to see you too. So the last few times we saw each other, I definitely did notice a transformation, not just physically, but just kind of like in your overall aura. So I am really excited to kind of hear about your transformation and the transformation that you're helping other women to do. And our topic today is a great one. It is breaking out of your personal prison. And I would love for you to tell us a little bit about yourself and what this topic means to you. Absolutely. And I, I need to hear more about what you saw because I, I need I, I need to internalize that and to kind of figure out. But it's it's apropos that the topic is breaking out of your personal prison, because that's what I have been doing, what I have been feeling, what what my goal is in life. And the thing that I remember a while back, I felt like I wasn't myself. I felt like I was losing me. I felt like I was in this personal prison and the thing about the personal prison is that so there, there are people who put you in a box, right? There are people who limit us. But what we do is we put ourselves in a inner box. And because we don't want to, we're, we're trying to what's the, make, make the situation better. We're, we're trying not to have to butt up against other people's expectations of us or we're trying to color within the lines. So if we can box ourselves in more, that keeps us safe, but it's a box that we put ourselves in. And so the process of getting to being your authentic self is saying, you know what? I need to break out of this prison first, and then I can start dealing with the prison that other people put me in. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so when we have a topic like this, it always begs the question, and you already said you felt like you were in a personal prison. So what is a personal prison? Mm -hmm. In my mind, a personal prison is when, say, you want to do X, but because of stuff that's happening outside of you, you decide to do Y. Mm -hmm. You decide, uh, I had a conversation with a lifeguard at the pool the other day. She wanted to go to medical school, but her mother was like, well, you know what? It's going to take you a long time. Um, it's going to cost you know, a lot of money. You, you're not going to make money until you're 35 and this and that. And I could just tell as she was talking to me that her countenance was like, yeah, but I kind of, I really want to do it. I said, when you make a decision 
based on the result that you want as opposed to you making a decision based on the result someone else wants for you. Mm. That's you boxing yourself in. Right. That's a great example. But in that example, we would say that some of it is her boxing herself in. But realistically, right, if she is a young person, she probably is dependent on her parents or her mother for support. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of hard to take the path less, less um, walked when you don't have that support. So how do you step outside of your personal prison when you're the only one who sees the light and you don't have any support? Mm-hmm. So that's a good question. So there, I think there are, there's probably more, clearly more, but I think there's the, the two that I'm going to talk about. There are those people who are born in this world with a mind of their own. They don't care what other people think. They're going to do it their way and they're going to be successful, right? Then there's those of us who are more timid. We didn't, we didn't grow up that way. We don't have, we're, we're checking the temperature in the room to see if we, we can raise our hand, if we can step to the front. We're waiting. We're, we're kind of like in that uh, mother may I, Simon says, cookie cutter mentality where we're waiting for permission in order to step out, in order to come into the light, in order to speak our truth, in order to tell our story. And those are the women that I help. I help those that are feeling that way. And the bottom line is that you give yourself permission. permission. Right. My, one of my favorite um, coaching statements is um, validation is for parking. <laughs> not, I like not, that. Not for people. We're, we're always looking for external validation. But when we can self-validate, that is the major step to say, you know what, I'm stepping, I'm stepping out of here. I don't have to, I don't have to work nine to five, five mm-hmm. days. Right. I don't have to. I can, I can do something differently so I can get a different result. Absolutely. So on this show, I always talk about overcoming limiting beliefs. And I think that in order to step out of a personal prison, there's definitely some limiting beliefs that you would have to overcome. So could you share some of the limiting beliefs that you had to overcome to step out of your personal prison? Oh, my gosh. Yes. One is I can't do it. I don't know how to do it. They're not going to let me. I'm going to fail. And the one that gets me the most is what if I succeed? Mm hmm. And now I've set a new standard. I've, I've broken out the box, right? And now I'm standing here and now I'm trying to cross this next road, but all of these buses and the, the SUVs, the tractor trailers, they're all coming. I'm still, I'm telling people, hey, I'm leaving, but now I have to navigate all of these new challenges that I could barely get out of the box before. And now, um, now all these other things have come up. And I don't know if I can do it. And if I fail, now what are people going to say? That's very powerful. What I've found is that our stories are so powerful. And they really help us connect with other people. 
So when we get to the point where you mentioned authenticity, where we're able to be authentic and we're able to just share our story, we never know how many lives we can touch and transform just by sharing our story. So I would just love to hear what your personal prison was and how you overcame those limiting beliefs to get out of it. Mm. Oh, gosh. There are so many stories. I'm going to try to touch on a couple. I mean, the one that I, I fall back on or go start with is about my birthmark. And this it's an older story, but I still see remnants today. And so I had this birthmark. I had it since birth. It's the birthmark. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it was something that I was subconscious about. It was something that I felt like whenever someone looked at me, they were looking at my birthmark and then they were judging me or thinking I got hit. We have, I was in a fight. And the, the crazy thing is sometimes now when I stop seeing it and some other people look at me after they know me for a while, they're like, I don't even see it. But in my head, it was like this thing that was this big. Yeah. And so we all, we all have flaws. We all have things that limit. We all have those things that limit us, that cause us to um, our, our confidence to, to be rocked. Um, our self-esteem to be low. Um, and I was also chunky as a child from the waist down. I also um, used to stutter and that was a whole nother thing. And so it was just one thing after the other. And so what I ended up doing is I ended up, um, you know, being shy. I would not look, I would, I would not raise my hand. I wouldn't run for class president or whatever, because I didn't think I was worthy enough that I wasn't good enough. And so it wasn't until college where I had started where I wore makeup, I had glasses, I had bangs, I had all this kind of stuff. And one day I was like, you know what? No more. I, you know, people, if you're going to, if, if my friends are going to like me, they're going to like me, whether I had the birthmark or not, I, I need to just stop. But what it did is set me up for other relationships where I still wasn't speaking up for myself, mm-hmm. where I still wasn't raising my hand. I still wasn't saying what was on my mind because I was more concerned with what other people were saying. And this, this followed me. Um, and I'm still dealing with some of that now. Um, just being concerned about what other people are going to say. And at the, and, and at the end of the day, they don't really care that much, right? They don't care the same way. You, when you look at the news cycle for the things that happen, you know, in anything, anything that was bad, right? You can't even remember mm-hmm. after 24 hours, that thing is as dead as you want to be. People may say, oh, yeah, you remember that time? Oh, yeah, I remember that. But now we're on to something else. People don't care. They don't care about, you know, what it is that has happened. And But we're sitting around thinking that they care. Mm-hmm. And that's a big deal, but it's not. Yeah. that That's a big one. Um, worrying about what other people think. I think that. And I don't know if it's a a thing that women experience more because I'm a woman. I feel like I, I feel like I can relate to that or if it's just a human thing. But just like you said, at our core as human beings, we are actually quite selfish. And what we care most about is ourselves. So, you know, we're not really putting that much energy on other people. And a lot of times the energy that we are putting is a projection of something that's really going on with ourselves. So um, yeah, they, they, it'll pass. They don't care. And the people who really love you definitely don't care. 
It, it's interesting that you talked about all of these things that you had to overcome because you are a very successful physician uh, and you've done difficult things in terms of leaving clinical medicine. Uh, so it's hard to believe that you were one of those people who had a hard time raising her hand because you've been so successful. So what, so tell me a little bit how that worked out for you. So how were you able to, even at a young age, stay focused on uh, this career and, and do all of the things that you've been able to do? Mm-hmm. All right. So I, I want all of the professional women to, 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 to lean in on this one. Okay. So what we do as professional women, we have success, right? By definition, professional women are successful, right? Okay. And that we limit ourselves to this area here where we are fully successful. But all of the other areas of life, we are not successful and we don't talk about it and we don't seek help about it and we don't shine light on it. We kind of keep it and we're like, you know what? I'm good at work. But at home, it's a hot mess. Mm-hmm. Or at church, church, I can, I'm in, I'm on this ministry and I can get people to do, you know, I, I can do that, that conference. But at work, for the team I have, it's a hot mess, right? Mm-hmm. And so, or my children, you know, I can, I can, I can mentor these kids, but the kids I have right here now, they're working me, right? Mm-hmm. But, and this is what we do. We, we go on mute. And so when, as there, there were those areas where I was struggling and I needed help, I needed someone to say, hey, uh, it's not, you know, just talk it through because we know we have all the answers, right? We, we, we know what we need to do. We know what the options are, what, what we could do to get out of where we are. But we don't, we spend our time living right underneath the surface and not going deeper. Mm. And so we just need somebody to help us go in deeper, see what's there, feel what, feel the feelings, whatever, get to the bottom of it. And so now have that cry. And now you're like, okay, I got it out. This is what I need to do. So I focused on the things to answer your question specifically. I focused on the things I did well mm-hmm. and, and, and swept under the rug, the things that I didn't do well. Mm-hmm. Mm. That was eloquently said. I know that that has been a truth that I can relate to. And I'm sure that that's a truth that a lot of other professional women can relate to. And sometimes I think we focus on those things that we do well, because that's where we get that external validation that we still think that we need. So as a physician and a public health expert, how did you get into life coaching? So I was dealing with a marriage that kept me in a box that was part of my issue was that I was trying to make everybody else happy. And at the meantime, in the meantime, I was making myself miserable to the point that I thought about taking my life. And when I say that, I mean, it's, it's a truth. But it was, and it wasn't. You know how it, it was more of the ideation, right? It isn't. It isn't. A, I'm going to go and take some pills. But it's like you know what? I, this this right here 
is difficult. This right here is something that I have been praying on and asking God to help me with. And it just is, it's not, it's not doing God help me, help me, release me. And in that moment, in those moments, I was always looking at, okay, well, how do I, how do I make this better? You know, I'm always looking introspective. What is it that I need to do? Um, what is it, what is it that I'm not doing? You know, and I said, you know what, let me, uh, let me just try. I'm going to, I wanted to do some type of counseling, but I wasn't interested in going to get a counseling degree. I had enough school, enough, I uh, had enough of that. Right. But I'm like, okay, well, let me, what else? And, and I also looked at my gifts. I'm like, what is it that I'm good at? And one of the things is that people just come and talk to me. I could be sitting at work at my computer, somebody walks by and all of a sudden I'm in a session and I didn't know I, I didn't know I had openings. <laughs> right? <laughs> and so, and so, and it made me, it helped them and it made me feel, it made me feel good, you know, mm-hmm. me, and it, from a validation perspective, but also from a, my endorphins, like, yeah, I helped somebody that was good. And it takes, takes your mind off of whatever it is you're dealing with when you go and help somebody else. And so, and I ended up deciding to do it formally, um, went and got, you know, a coaching certificate. Um, and that's through it. I was able to find myself and get from where I was to where I am now and where I hope to be in the future. Yeah. I'm so glad that you were able to recognize when you needed help. And and I can totally relate to the ideation. Sometimes it feels like the situation is so tight that there is no way out other than just kind of disappearing and, and whatever that, that looks like to you. And now you're able to help countless other women. So so that that's awesome. So I know that life coaches are unique. We are just as unique as the people that we coach. And there are always people who need to hear just from you specifically. And because of your past experiences, because of the way you deliver the message, you're the one that can connect to them. So I look at it as there is an abundance of of people in this field. And I also believe that all professional women need need a life coach. I think that um, for some of the reasons that you mentioned earlier and for the fact, especially in Generation X, there are a lot of things that our mothers and our parents prepared us for, but there are a lot of things that they couldn't prepare us for. And so we find ourselves as adults in life, not quite knowing how to navigate those other things. And I think that that's where life coaches come into play. So I would love for you to just share what your personal coaching philosophy is so that if that woman out there is listening, who is the one that only you can speak to, she'll be able to hear it. Mm -hmm. I 1000% believe that every professional woman needs a life coach. 100. And I I would even go farther to say, I think every person needs a life coach. And if you just think about the number of years months, days, hours that you may have wasted contemplating, thinking about one particular thought, one particular decision, one particular whatever. And when you're able to have a conversation with someone who they may know you, but they don't know anything about you. And you get to a place you're like, 
Hmm. And that thing can happen like that. So the thing, so my birthmark took me 10 years to get over. What if I had had somebody speaking into my life to say, hey, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? What's the best thing that can happen? What is it that you want to believe about that birthmark? How is your difference making you different? How is that going to help you reach someone who also has a physical um, ailment limitation? How is God going to use you? And I'm like, yeah. So now, and, and it took me towards the end of the time. I'm like, when someone, a little boy, I remember I was at, I was at a picnic. He said, what's wrong? What's, you, you got something on your face, <laughs> right? And I said, yes, I do. It's a birthmark that God gave me. And he told me that I'm fearfully and I'm wonderfully made. Mm -hmm. He walked away like, <laughs> didn't see him any, anymore, right? And so, but it, and I, I didn't say it like, nah, nah, nah. it was like, hey, yeah, this is this is me. To the point where he now had a shift. And so, um, so that's 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 my philosophy. My philosophy is a lot allowing people to share and to say it because once 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 you say it, now you get distance from it, and now you're able. Someone else is able to say, okay, let's examine it. What is it? What does that really mean? What story are you telling yourself about it? How is that affecting you? And once you now, once the light gets shown on it, you're like, yeah, why am I doing that? Yeah. Yeah. And now you can move on and go to the next challenge because that's what life is. Life is a series of challenges or hurdles. And the end of it isn't a hurdle. There's a race that's, that we're running and the finish line is all the way over there somewhere. We just have to, how we get over each hurdle is how we're going to live life and how, and all the people behind, if we stop the people behind us who are using us as their rabbit, right? We're the, we're the, we're the lighthouse for them. They're now going to stumble and fall because we couldn't get up. Thank you for sharing that. So I think that that's a pretty clear perspective on how you look at your coaching. So I would love, you know, I, I know I always like to be able to take away tips or strategies or pearls, as I like to call them. So if you could share some tips or strategies around how to break out of your personal prison, that would be amazing. Sure. So so many come up. The first one is um, I give a talk called Becoming the X Factor. And we think that the X factor is, isn't it, right? When, when you think of some of the people who may have the it factor, um, for you, who comes up? Who has the it factor? J-Lo. <laughs> J-Lo, yes, 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 right? And the other, some of the other people that come to mind would be like Oprah mm -hmm. or um, Michael Jordan or LeBron, right? Um, Simone. Simone, yes, right? And so when you hear... Oh, the other person I think about is Tiffany Haddish, right? Mm -hmm. When you think about those people and you go into their story, right? What you're going to find is struggle. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, it didn't happen overnight. They, there was a series of things that happened to them and they now changed or became whoever they were because of it. And some of them, you know, that story about, um, uh, Michael Jordan, he 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 didn't um, make his varsity basketball team in high school. And what he did is he he spent 
you know, the days after that saying, you know what, I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it. And every day he was out doing something. And then I think he, he didn't make his JV team that year, but he wanted to be on varsity. Yeah. He also grew with some inches anyway. So there's adversity and then there's, there's the conquering. And when you realize that the X factor isn't a it, but it's a who, it's you and you get to decide that you are the X factor. And when you decide that you are the X factor, it now changes from I can't do it to I can do it. Mm -hmm. I just need to figure out how. And it's kind of like going back, we were talking about the passport issue about me wanting, meaning me on my way out of the country and on found out a couple of weeks before that my passport had expired. In that, in those moments, I'm like, I'm not quitting. I'm not giving up. I'm going to do, I'm going to exhaust every option. I'm willing to fly to Detroit. I'm willing to fly to Colorado to get my passport. And I got my passport, right? Because right. I, I did not stop. And that's the, that's the, how do you break out of your personal prison? You do not stop. Mm. So you have to be relentless, right? Yes. Okay. So, yeah. Um, and I would imagine that if you're in a personal prison, one of the things about prison is that it has walls. And so you've, there are walls that either we've built or somebody else has built around us. So I would imagine that it takes some help, somebody being able to reach in and kind of help you break down those walls or show you a path because when you're inside a prison there, you know, you know what, you know, so would you say that's another key element of breaking out? Absolutely. I think we all need, we all need help. We all need those, whether it's family, whether it's friends, whether it's a, a minister, a pastor, whether it's a, a teacher, you know, a professor. And since we were talking, since you're a coach, I'm a coach. I think the coaching field is we are positioned to be to be that next step, to be that that added resource to help. And the thing when you talked about the prison and needing somebody to help you, the other part of that comes in um, the Andy Griffith series mm -hmm. and the local drunk, right? Do you remember him? His name was Otis. Mm -hmm. I remember Otis. <laughs> Otis would come in drunk and he would, you know, be in the jail. But when it was time for Otis to leave, Otis would stick his hand out of the jail, go get the key that was on the hook, mm -hmm. unlock it, and come out. That is something that only the individual can do. And mm -hmm. part of the unlocking, part of the, no, part of the reaching out is saying, hey, I need help. I'm tired of being in this place. I'm tired of being boxed in. I'm tired of being tired. I know there's more for me. I know that there is something else. There's, God, is, God has something else for me to do. There are people who are waiting on me to be free so that they can be helped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a great imagery that that really brought it home. So in your bio, you mentioned about how you appreciate the role of that the mind plays in life and health. 
So I would love for you to just talk a little bit more about that because there seems to be confusion for some people about how the mind plays a role in our health and our life. Mm -hmm. Yes, because we spent all of these years studying and using our brain, our, our logical brain to figure out things that the body, the body can't really comprehend itself or the mind can't comprehend what the body is doing and there are connections. And so we spend all this time on the body, but we forget about the mind. And there's, there've been studies, you know, ones that yeah. say someone, if you, um, if you believe in a higher being and you pray, and so those individuals get healed better or faster than the people who didn't pray. And there's, there's, there's also something that we don't talk about a lot is the gut or the intuition. You know, mm -hmm. we, we talk about it in terms of, oh, yeah, my gut is saying, you know, I should stay away from them, that kind of thing. Um, and then there's the whole with the, I, I'm going to say a little bit of woo-woo with the, you know, the light and all that kind of stuff. I, I believe in Jesus Christ. And so that is where my light comes from. But I understand where other people may be. But I know that it's all connected. And you have to have some appreciation for those other parts um, in order to help someone, you know, globally, you know, get from where they are to where they want to be. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And since we're talking about the role that the mind plays on life and health, what are your thoughts? We I kind of brought her up earlier about Simone Biles and her decision to withdraw from the Olympic competition. Yeah, I think that that was an amazing display of her knowing who she is and what she needs. And through the pandemic, through some of the other people who have done similar things, I know the tennis player and there have been others. Say it again. Naomi Osaka. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And others who have said, hey, I'm not okay. In COVID, it's finally okay. It's finally okay to say, hey, I'm not okay. Yeah. All right. And how I would, you know, everybody wants to know the story, right? But I'm more concerned with her mental state and where she's going to go next. Uh, you know, what's, what's up next for her? Um, and what, how powerful is that? How bold is that? How self-empowering is that when you can say, hey, this is the biggest stage of my life and I'm going to slide to the side mm -hmm. and allow someone else to rise. Yeah, it's very selfless also uh, in addition to empowering and bold and courageous. So I definitely wish her all the best and send her just love and light because it's tough. It's tough to be dealing with everyone else's expectations, which is how we started this conversation about being in your own personal prison. And elite athletes, I, I know I I did a little bit of gymnastics uh, growing up, but that's definitely one of those sports where it there's very little room for you to be anything other than a gymnast. So, I was going to say maybe she is on her way outside of her own personal prison with this with this move. Absolutely. Absolutely. I didn't think about that as well. But yes, yeah, so 
they they are definitely in this path where they've been doing this all day long, multiple practices. They've put their life on hold in order to attain this level of excellence. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And what were you going to say? I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, I don't know. I went down a whole nother path. I was just thinking just how, how, I don't know. But what I can say is I, oh, I don't know. I'm, I hope and I pray that all of the athletes mm-hmm. have some type of a mindset coach because the pressure is so intense that I, I, I would have to believe. Cause even, even when I think about like CEOs, right? Fortune mm-hmm. 500 CEOs, I've had multiple conversations in my head or visions of, okay, what does that CEO do in the morning? And part of it, I believe, is they have a mindset coach mm-hmm. to help them because they, they have only the amount of same, the same amount of time we have, but we see them, I see them exercising in the morning. I see them getting in to some brain work. I see them having, you know, their their meals either prepared or they have a structure for what it is they do. They have somebody, a personal assistant briefing them. Mm-hmm. And that in order for us to get to that level in our life, mm-hmm. we have to spend some time managing our brain. Cause that one thought that I can't can send us down a spiral and a rabbit hole that we have done nothing all day, but look at that email that was or that text that was sent to us or ruminate over that thing waiting for the shooter drop or waiting for that mammogram result. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that productivity and what we see as greatness, it's not all about talent. It's not all about skill. It's not all about luck. A large part of it is the mind and being able to rein in those thoughts and have those thoughts in alignment with what it is that you're trying to produce. So that is, that's a great point. And I I tend to agree that in order to be at that next level, which a lot of us want to get to, that has to be a consideration. We can't just wing it anymore. Nope. Nope. The same way you plan for retirement, you need to plan for what's next. Now, religion and spirituality is very important. And we talked about that a little bit. That can be the platform for your transformation. Some of us believe in Jesus Christ. Others of us don't believe in that. We may believe in the universe or a higher power. But how do you use your experience? Because this is something you also listed as a former pastor's wife to encourage and equip women who are ready to make that move. Yeah. Yeah, I think religion, spirituality, all of that, all is true. And I, I know each each person has their own journey, and I and I respect and I respect that. And so the way that I see it coming together is that we use, when I say use, but sometimes religion can be one of those things that boxes us in. Mm-hmm. And I believe, I believe that. God has given us gifts and talents. And so he's, so this is this, he's given us this already. And what we do is we live down here and we say, oh yeah, he did give me that, but I'm not going to use it. Or 
he did he did give me that but i don't want to it's, it's not right for me to make money you know i don't know i just i just want to give it away it's going to be free um i'm just going to be sitting here just waiting on god to tell me what to do next right but in actuality he's saying go do the thing mm-hmm. i've told you six times I, I gifted you with a voice to sing i've shown you how to to sing in a choir i've i've, I've shown you how you could go, go abroad you could join this thing you could do this i gave you the scholarship but we're saying well i don't know i don't want to you know i don't think that's what he's saying why did he give it to you the um there's a story of the talents we gave the it's a parable where you know he goes he the owner leaves out of town he gets one five one two one one and so the, the five and the two double the talent the one buries it so when the master comes back he tells the one you know you you haven't done you you're lazy you haven't done what i called you to do i t- i told you i gave it to you for you to do something with it how many of us are sitting on gifts talents resources thoughts ideas women's conferences businesses outreaches when he's saying be the hand be my hands be my feet go do it go do it yeah yeah so definitely um i can see that your ability to bring in examples of the bible and your ability to speak from your own experience as somebody who believes in god is very powerful because a lot of a lot of christians want to hear from other christians you know they want to understand that your your belief that you get their beliefs and that you you don't minimize them and so when you can speak to them from that perspective i think that that's another way where you can connect uniquely with the people that you know god intends you to connect with Uh, so that that's beautiful now i would love to hear about some of the exciting things that you have coming up your 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 business is called full full bloom health and life coaching right and then you also have an academy women ready to move academy so tell, tell us about all that yeah so the business is called in full bloom health and life coaching and one of the um this flower is something that i found and it it encompasses what what i do and so what happens is that we 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 walk around um with a flower we're, we're like a bud and so we may open up a little bit but when we really tap into who we are and we start opening up we now start to blossom and to bloom and we become in full bloom, not just partially bloomed. Um, and then we are able to spread, spread our seed or spread our joy, spread our talent, spread whatever it is that we are called here to do. So that's that's the first thing. Second thing, I, I have a um, Women Ready to Move Academy and I help professional women who are stuck in their personal prison. I help them to break out and finally live life without limit so they can discover who they are decide what they want and then to deliver on their destiny and so um that that's that's my heart that's my passion um i have some things that are coming up i am actually doing a uh, virtual 5k that i'm going to be going to days 
my birthday is at the end of the month. So end of, of August. And I want to do our personal journey aligns with what we do in business mm-hmm. as well as in other areas where our faith walk. And so I want to connect the two. Um, and so I'm going to be doing that. Um, and the, 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 the name of it or the, the theme is going to be battle ready. Nice. Mm-hmm. We, are, we have battles that we have to fight and in order to fight them, we have to be ready. Absolutely. Well, much love, much luck for all of that. Um, That sounds really exciting. Thank you. And so I just wanted to ask, what parting thoughts would you like to share about breaking out of our personal prison or anything else that you just feel led to share in this moment? Mm -hmm. The thought that I say almost every day is I get to create my own experience. Mm -hmm. And when I say that, it shifts me and it's like, you know what, if I want to have a relaxing day or if I want to go and watch a movie or whatever it is, now I start making plans. Okay. How do I, in order to get that result that in order for me to have that experience, what do I need to do? What do I need to set in motion now in order for that to happen instead of allowing the day to toss me, and move me and have me upset about something that I don't have to be upset over. Yeah, it can be a, it can be an issue, but I don't have to be tossed around. I can decide that I am the head and not the tail, that I'm an overcomer. I can decide that, you know what, I'm not even entertaining the, the foolery because I'm going to I'm going to be someplace else enjoying myself. I'm going to be at the pool. I'm going to be, you know, at the movie theater. I'm going to be doing whatever I'm going to, if I want to have a zoom call with some friends, I'm going to have a zoom call and we're going to close this thing out the right way. Love it. Absolutely. Love it. So how can we follow you? How can we find out about the 5k? How can we sign up for your services? If we want to do that, just give me all the deets. (laughs) Absolutely. So my website is called in full bloom health and life coaching.com everything spelled out if you want to schedule a chat you can hit let's chat and we will do that i'm also on social media at info bloom health and life coaching on facebook on instagram i think it's just marcia whitaker also on linkedin also marcia whitaker and whatever other outlet there is that's where that's where i am (laughs) thank you so much marcia this has been a joy to connect and you are a joy. So thank you so much for taking the time out to um, speak with us. Well, thank you, Dr. Stephanie, for having me. I wish you all the success in all of your endeavors. I see you on social media as well. And so if you are listening, if you have been following Dr. Brown and you need some assistance, don't wait. She has been pouring into you. She has been pouring into your life. And she is there to to walk with you in in this journey. Go ahead and do it. Thank you. Thank you. 
Thanks for conquering those limiting beliefs on another episode of the SOAR podcast. If you want to reach out to my guest, just check out the show notes and all of the contact information is there. If you want more information about Stephanie Brown Coaching, go to www.stephaniebrowncoaching.com. And I'm sure you're already following the SOAR podcast Instagram page. But if not, just go to IG and type in Sisters Overcoming and Rising, all one word. Goodbye for now. Thank you.